This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I hope you had a great half term if that was a thing in your life. I spent it with 21 of my closest personal family members. It was great but I am absolutely shattered. So if you are tired too, do not worry. The schools are going to be open again. It's going to be a great week. And some of you might be coming away this weekend as well. If you are coming to the Riverbank Conference on Saturday, do come and see me there. I will have a Parenting for Faith stand and Rachel Turner is going to be speaking. And if you're in Reading, you might be going or might know someone going to the Glorious Grandparenting event where Becky Sedgwick will be speaking about her upcoming book, Grandparenting for Faith. And if you can't make that one in Reading, but you think that sounds really good, or you know a grandparent who'd be up for that, they have got some more events that are available online. So uh, you can look in the upcoming events tab on our website. We'll post a link in the show notes. This is also the very last week to sign up to our Babies and Toddlers course. The booking is going to close this week. You can sign up as a group. So that could be your church or your toddler group. It could just be with a couple of friends. We really want you to journey this in community. It's four weeks. It's on Tuesday nights and it starts on the 13th of June. But you do need to sign up for this week. And if you are a dad or a male carer, you have the option for us to put you in a group. So you don't have to have friends already. Uh, We will put you with some other blokes where you can have a chat with Ian Nash. He's one of our team. He's excellent. Really good at drawing that out. So only if you're a dad or a male carer, you can come just by yourself. That's absolutely fine. And uh, many of you know that our season, this term, is based on my new book, Being God's Child, A Parent's Guide. And I've just had a text through saying someone has pre-ordered 60 copies. If that was you, thank you very much. Pre-orders are open. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's all about learning from our children how to be God's children, rediscovering our child side. Our kids are great at loads of things. Let's learn from them. And so our topic today is something that kids are very good at. I know this because I've got a toddler who walks very slowly and picks everything up. If you've got a toddler in your life, you know that too. Um, But Lucy is going to be talking to Victoria Beach from God Venture about appreciating and celebrating big and little things. Let's hear what they had to say. So today on the podcast, we are welcoming back Victoria Beach. We are so excited to speak to Victoria again. Many of you know her as she is the founder of God Venture, which provides busy parents with fun and easy and extremely creative ways of doing faith at home in a way that works for your unique family. Just like us here at Parenting for Faith, Victoria is passionate about families finding ways to do God stuff at home in a way which works for their unique family and not feeling guilty for it not looking like someone else's family, which is absolutely 100% what we are about. Victoria has worked with children for over 30 years and she has two daughters who she home educates. Victoria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's lovely to be here. Can you just share a little bit with the listeners who may not be so familiar with you? Just share a little bit about your life. What does life look like for you? For me? Um, so I, as you say, I'm a creative person. So I'm really good at having fun, not as good at cleaning up afterwards. Um, so you can imagine what that looks like. Um, I um, I home educate my girls, as you said. So my daily life looks a lot like spending time with them. I do an awful lot of cooking them food. Home education seems to be a lot about making food because they seem to be hungry all the time. 
Um, but we also do lots of fun stuff. Um, today we were uh, practicing a scene from a Shakespeare play. So I'm really passionate about Shakespeare. Really love learning Shakespeare, uh, which fortunately my girls do too. Um, and we spend lots of time out in nature and visiting places, and we do lots of learning outside. We've tried to do a thousand hours outside again this year. We managed it. We scraped it in last year on on the 31st of December, just before midnight. We did our last half an hour. Um, this year, I'm hoping to scrape in a little bit earlier than that, so it's not quite as <laughs> drastic. We're doing thousand hours outside this year, and it is super hard. Like I was inspired by you. It's really hard, isn't it? Um, Victoria, this term, as you know, we are basing every episode of our podcast on a different chapter of Anna's new book, Being God's Child, which again, I will take another opportunity to uh, tell the world how fantastic it is, because Anna will not say these things herself, but it really is an excellent book. It is very bite-sized, very accessible. Um, Each chapter will take you about 10 minutes, and it's so punchy and uh, helpful and thought-provoking. So today we're looking at celebrating the big and the little things in life. And I just want to ask you, Victoria, we're just starting off every episode by asking people the same kind of question. What has been your personal experience of learning to connect with God as his child, as a busy parent? I think when I first had children, I was 35 and I've been working with children at that point for quite a while. And so I thought I knew about children, which I probably did know about how to work with children. But being a parent is completely different. And I had I didn't know how to prepare in advance for um, my life looking completely different. And I would say that for most most of us, we compare how our relationship is with God and how we connect with God as his child. Um, and we compare it with what it was like before being a parent as if that is the gold standard whereas I think being a parent you have opportunities to discover what it is to be God's child in a completely different way and in different ways using different ways and for me I think that was one of the biggest lessons was that you know I don't have to be able to sit through the sermon because I can actually listen to podcasts um, and I can don't have to read a book because I can listen to a book and I don't need to read a whole book I could just read a bit of a book and apply that in my life um, rather than thinking that I've got to read the whole thing or do a study or do something else. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily need to worship um, for the whole of the worship time or with the whole of the church or, you know, without a toddler there distracting me, but I can still enter into it. And there's just, I think, changing my lenses, like kind of adjusting binoculars was a really important thing for me is, uh, is just changing what I think counts um, rather than having a gold standard idea that I have to measure up to. That's so good. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing from you is this kind of sense that really the spiritual disciplines we uh, learn before we have kids in a way need to be deconstructed and our idea of what discipleship is needs to kind of be broadened. Would you say that's that's been your your experience? Yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, for instance, I would love to go on retreat days where I had children. I loved to be able to go away and have a sketchbook and sit back and stuff. And when you have a baby, like anybody under three, who you're in charge of, you don't, I don't know about you, but I haven't ever had many days off. I don't have mm. family live near me. And so we haven't had many days when I've been child free. And frankly, when I was child free, I spent most of the time thinking about them and worrying about them. And I was <laughs> some breastfeeding them. Some I'm like totally engorged or pumping yeah. in a cupboard or something, you know, so it's not <laughs> the same. Is it a retreat day when you've got a baby? Um, but there is, there is a freedom of saying, actually, when I'm going to sit and feed the baby or when I'm cooking food for the baby or when I'm playing the baby, I can actually stop. And not try and do the vacuuming, not think about the jobs that need doing and actually take that as a time of stillness and a time of rest um, and be able to do that. And 
for instance, not being guilty if the baby is sleeping, that you are allowed to do 10 minutes just sitting, drinking a cup of coffee while it's hot, which for me is like a real treat. I love that. It's still my treat now. Mm -hmm. My kids are older is having a hot cup of coffee that no one interrupts me in. Um, And if that's, you know, finding a way to build stillness into your routine is still possible, but it looks completely different from what it did before. And I think I probably... I won't ever go back to what it was before, because as you say, it's a widening. It's a saying, actually, there are many different ways that this could look. Um, and I think that's a real value um, that that we can all we can share with people who aren't parents as well, isn't it? That there isn't a one way of doing this, but there might be thousands of ways, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. So much learning there. So many helpful things. And, you know, in the same way that our children respond to us in in myriad different ways and they connect with us in myriad different ways there's so many ways we can connect with our father god as well they don't just have to be limited to you know the half hour quiet time or the half hour worship set or whatever we did before before we had our children when we had sort of less distracted lives let's say um we could talk about this for the whole podcast victoria because it's fascinating but let's just change focus a little bit um as i mentioned earlier we're talking about a celebration today and how we can celebrate uh, not just the big things in life and the big milestones but the little things as well can you tell us something about what you've learned from children about about this how we do this I've I've always found that children are really really good at this so this is something I've definitely learned from my children but also when working with children as a non-parent that young children in particular so I'm thinking preschool age um, are brilliant at celebrating small things so you know when you go for a walk with a small child and you think, oh, we're probably going to get a mile because they're very small when they've got small feet. It's not the size of their feet that matters because when they want to get going, they can like zoom ahead, can't they? It's about their attention to detail and their celebration of all the small things as you go along. They will notice the snail shell that's like so tiny, it's smaller than your fingernail and pick it up and look at the stripes on it. And they'll notice like a pebble, which to my mind looks like every other pebble but they've got this sense of awe and wonder and celebration of the glory of everything um partly because they're kind of seeing stuff for the first time but i think it's also and they're also lower aren't they so they're yeah. like closer to the ground so they, can <laughs> they see, see it all the stuff. yeah definitely <laughs> um, but there's also a thing of they don't you know when you have a, a child's birthday before they go to school and they go to lots of other parties and start comparing their parties to other people's parties they are usually quite happy to just have a cake and, you know, musical chairs 16 times and a run around in the garden. Like They don't need masses of other stuff to make them happy and to think that they've had a really good time or something. And there's something about that, that I feel like we lose as we get older and as we start comparing ourselves to other people, as we get an idea of what makes a party or what makes an exciting thing. Um, and I think for, for me, learning from children, that sense of awe and wonder means that you can celebrate things every day, that you can actually find excitement and joy in eating the first strawberry that you find in the garden or picking the first buttercup that you find at the side of the road and noticing details that are actually amazing one of the ways I do that as an adult is I I'm really into spending time in nature like we said about spending a thousand hours outside but we don't just go out and sit at the park I really love noticing the details of um of, I guess of the seasons and of the specific bit of, of nature that we're near so whenever I'm out I usually have a little sketchbook with me and I will usually do like, like a five ten minute really like scrappy sketch with just a bit of paint stuck on it I've only done it for three or four years and I've just done it literally as my children were little for 10 minutes a day um and I found that 10 minutes a day has made me it's made definitely made me better at painting stuff so my stuff is now more recognizable as the actual thing um and but it's made me the most important thing for me is it's made me notice stuff 
you touched on this, of course, but how how do these things kind of help us to relate to God, do you think? Yeah, I, I find nature is really helpful for that. I think just the the incredible um the incredibleness of creation really helps me connect with God. And I know I know I'm not alone in that. I um when I'm running workshops, I often ask people how they connect with God because I think it's really easy for us to assume that children or other parents or people at our church all connect with God by reading their Bible and praying in a very specific way that we imagine everybody else does. Mm. Um and I reckon at least half the room, every time I do that, say that they connect with God in some form of nature so half of them half of that that half will say I connect best with God when I'm walking my dog which by definition will be in nature of some sort won't it and others it's specifically about going to find somewhere that's beautiful like walking beside a stream or mountain climbing or something like that so I would say that's probably true for lots and lots of children as well that actually we we as human beings are wired in different ways um but lots of us will connect with God when when we're outside so finding ways to do that and not having to find ways to bring the bible into that or to bring a kind of formal prayer time into that that actually just being there um, and connecting with God through the things that he has made um, is something that the Psalms is incredibly full of, like the Bible. There's loads of stuff. That Jesus talks loads in his parables about connecting with God through through nature and through um, attachment. And because we because our life is so technical now, we spend so much of our time not in nature. Um, it would be easy for us to think to overlook it as a as a way of experiencing God. Uh, but I, I think that's a that's a really important one. I think also with kids, they they also do really simple things and they repeat them. I remember one Easter when my children were maybe one and two, maybe two and three, but they were really small. I put their Easter eggs in a den. And then the next year I was told, well, I was asked, where is the den going to be? And I was like, the den? What den? And they were like, for the Easter eggs, of course. <laughs> and as far as they were concerned, because I had done something once on Easter Sunday, it was that was how it was done. And so it became a tradition. So even now, like they're at their 10, 11 this year, I had to make a den big <laughs> enough for both of them to sit in so yeah. they could sit in it and eat their Easter eggs on Easter Sunday. Um, and I think we can overlook how important that is, especially as creative people. It's really easy for us to think that you have to do something a different way each time. But I think um, something that really helps us is actually to do something in exactly the same way each time, to do something at the same time, to do something on the same day. And that might be something that you do every day or something that you do every week or something that you do every year on a particular day or every month at a particular time of the month. But that really helps us to gather a kind of a rhythm of how we connect with God as well, um, which I think is really helpful for children, but also for us as adults. It helps us that their, their connection with God in that way helps helps us, I guess, to have a kind of regular rhythm um, of connecting with God. Victoria, what would you say to a parent who is either struggling to to get into a, a practice a, a rhythm of of gratitude if you like um or who is struggling to sort of to connect with god in these in these ways how would you how would you kind of encourage a, a parent who who is struggling to find that rhythm because they're they're just dealing with all the challenges of parenting they really feel like they're sort of firefighting and just getting through each day how what would you say to that parent well I think the first thing I'd say is you are not alone that I am totally there still I have a 10 and 11 year old I only have two children you have four um you know it's it's still hard it's hard when they're older um and we're all in different seasons of life it's different um but we all have to find ways to make that work um but but not to feel guilty about it because I think 
trying to develop ways of connecting with God out of guilt is not healthy. But for me, um, the best way to get good habit to get get a good habit or get rid of a bad habit is to adopt a good habit. Is to choose one thing that I'm going to do that I'm going to try and do on a regular basis. Keep it short, keep it simple, and keep it regular, and just keep on doing it until it becomes more difficult to not do it than it is to do it. Now, I'm a bit of a chaotic person, so there's not a lot of things that I do every day. But obviously, you know, I do eat every day. I do brush my teeth every day. Um, You know, I get out of bed every day. So what you do is you pick something that you do and then you attach another habit onto a habit that you always do anyway. So I always get out of bed and I go and have a wee. Too much revealing there, I realise. Okay, (laughs) but it means that I can squeeze something in to in the bathroom that that I want to do that's spiritual. So I want to, you know, I, oh, and I always have a coffee. So I always get up, I have a wee and then I have a coffee. Um, so my wanting to go outside, I currently either go outside with my coffee. So I did that when it was frosty earlier in the year. So I'm, I'm basically saying I'm committing to spending the time that it takes me to drink a cup of coffee, being outside so that I can listen to the birds, have my feet and I go out barefoot. So I go out barefoot onto my grass in my garden. I feel the I feel the the cold and the and the wet and the worms um, and I listen to the birds and I can just be still and be with God. My coffee doesn't last very long. Um, it gets cold pretty quickly in January. So it, it pro- we're probably talking less than five minutes. But I love but I'm gonna do the coffee anyway. <laughs> so I might as well just do it outside. And then I've managed to have it stack something that I'm gonna do anyway with something that I want to be able to do. So having that is a really good, I mean, it's a really good way of building any habit. And um, but it's a really good way of having something that you put in, not kicking yourself. So if the next day, so today I didn't go, I went outside. Today I went outside while my coffee was brewing, which takes two minutes. So it was shorter. Yeah. <laughs> it is normally so shorter than drinking the coffee. But again, it was linking it to that thing that I know I'm going to do. So I was like, I know I need to get outside, but I actually need to crack on with stuff afterwards. So I'll go and do my two uh, two minutes outside and then I'll take my coffee and, and do my things that I need to crack on with. Mm. Um, but I think that just keeping it really simple, really yeah. practical, not feeling guilty about it. Um, some people find talking with someone else is helpful. So saying, I really would love to do this. Can you keep me accountable? Personally, I don't find that helpful at all. So there'll be some people for whom that'll be a really helpful thing to help them stick with it. Other people like me, that'll mean make you, you're not doing it. I actually find when I share a habit with somebody, sometimes that's what breaks it. <laughs> really weird. I don't know what's going on with my psychology. I'm not one of those, I'm not one of those people who needs to go and be weighed in public for it to, to lose weight. That's not going to help no. me. <laughs> but I realise for lots of people it does because that's why Weight Watchers work. So sometimes a bit of accountability can work. Um, and I think involving our family in it as well is really helpful. So making it so that it's part of what we do together rather than it being a separate thing for us. Sometimes that's helpful. Um, probably if you're drinking coffee, you don't want to share that habit with your children. Maybe not. That won't. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good one to share. Um, but having something. So you might say, I want to have a pause over the breakfast having breakfast so that we're able to pause together before we get in the morning, light a candle and then set a timer for one minute and you're going to sit there. And it just happens to be the time when your children are there as well. And you just say to them, you know, we're going to sit now. It's, I'm going to sit now in silence for one minute. So you have to wait for the one minute to be over and then I'm going to let you blow out the candle. So whoever's whoever's silent might be one of the people who's picked to blow it out. Um, and then you get a moment, you get a whole minute of silence, which let's face it in the morning, that's not a common that's not going to happen by accident is it (laughs) um but just to pick something i say pick something pick something simple i like gratitude that's the other thing i would say is that if you're looking for a daily habit that's going to change your life um 
It's going to really help connect you with God and with your family and with people around you. Gratitude is a really big one. Um, I've got a whole load of um, like thanks charts on my website that are just downloadables that have a space for each day in the month. Um, I've got a couple of sheets that are also give you prompts. So if you find it difficult to think of something to be thankful for, I've got a list of 31 prompts um, that you could use. I've got a special one for Advent, which you can use, which is specifically around Christmas. Um, and I do a thing called Thanktober in October as well, where I share those online to just to help people do that. Personally, I'm up to five. So I started doing this about five years ago and I just had to think of one thing every day um and and being thankful is a muscle and as you exercise it you find more things to be thankful for so a few few months ago I was on three and I felt that three was getting easy so I've opted it this month to five I've got to find five things every day and I have to say some days um I've had to backdate my thanks because I forgot (laughs) to do it or I just didn't feel very thankful at all some days so I've had to backdate it what was there good on Wednesday that I can thank God for um and then I just fill it into my boxes but sometimes having it for me having a chart that has a space for each day that helps me that's my like the level of accountability that really works for me so if that's something that works for you just check out the godventure.co.uk website there's a whole load of downloads on there you can get including i think probably some that are free which is nice super yeah thank you that was going to be my final question just to uh, ask you to share a little bit more about where people can find you on the web we will link to the um gratitude charts that you uh, provide on your website but uh, tell us where people can find you if they want to find out more about godventure so uh, yes, the website is godventure.co.uk and I am Godventure. I think I'm Victoria Godventure on Facebook or Godventure One. Somebody hacked me last year and I had to have like a, I'm now Godventure One instead you're of Godventure. you One and I think yeah. you're Victoria Godventure on Instagram, is that right? On Instagram, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you look for Godventure and you find stuff that's about faith at home, that's me. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's been brilliant. It's been such a a learning opportunity it's been so good I think just to ground ourselves in those simple habits I love what you said about just you know starting good habits not feeling guilty about what we have or haven't done in the past but just putting that little good habit in habit stacking um gratitude it's all such good stuff and I think just generally broadening our idea of how we connect with God that it doesn't have to just be one of three ways there are many many ways to connect with our father God so thank you so much for all you've shared today it was lovely to chat to you thank you so much great to chat with you as well as always we like to end our podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation something where there's no right answer just to get you chatting this week's question is this What's something you're grateful for that other people think is no big deal? Have a great conversation. And before you go, can I just ask a really quick favour? If you've enjoyed this podcast or anything else that we produce at Parenting for Faith, could you just go on your phone right now, wherever you're listening to this, scroll down, and there should be a ratings and reviews section. And there'll be a number of stars. Tap on however many stars uh, you would like to give this podcast. Five is obviously our favourite, but all ratings welcome. And if you've got another 10 seconds, if you could put a sentence about why you enjoy it or what you like about the podcast, that really, really helps us. It doesn't cost you anything other than 30 seconds of your time, but it helps other people to know that we exist. And we want to reach as many parents and carers as possible uh, and help them to help their children and young people to meet and know God. So thank you so much for your help. And yeah, if you could do that just now, we'd be really grateful. Thank you.
thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week, and why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.